Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Dice. If you please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings and let us know how we're doing. But this week, I have Ms. Francois with me, and she is an NBA dynamic entertainer, speaker, producer, writer, author, game-changing trend center, which I am not. I just follow whatever is popular. And... She has helped a bunch of people. She also has her own talk show. So it's, she's a veteran at doing this. So welcome to the show. Hi, Brett. <laughs> well, good. You you did an okay job in reading it. It's, it's all right. No problem. <laughs> I'll take okay. But anyways, my first question is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I am a tea drinker. Oh, any favorite ones? Well, first of all, I, I, you hear, I, I have an accent, right? Makes sense? So I'm from the Caribbean, which is Trinidad and Tobago. And we Trinidadians, so Caribbean people, tend to be more tea drinkers. And not the traditional tea like most of you guys would think, but we call it bush tea, right? So it's, you go in the garden, you have this kind of leaf. It could be a sour sup leaf. That's like a, a particular fruit. It could be lime, lemon. Every leaf we just take and we make tea with everything. Since I've been in America, we, I go to the Caribbean store and I get my caribbean tea so tea the caribbean way hey whatever you like i mean it's your preference <laughs> I, I drink anything any but once you could put it in some hot water i'll drink it fair enough if you if i dip you in hot water i'll drink you too that'd be interesting and kind of gross i would think <laughs> but can i gave a brief rundown but can you give a little bit more about your expertise and what you do and everything okay besides looking this fabulous I wish people could see me, but it's okay. We'll have to do what we have to do. Okay, so I have a certificate, and beside the, the the degrees that I have, when it has to do with media, I have a certificate in field and studio production. I have my own show, as you mentioned. It's called the Miss Francois Show. I've been doing that for three years. Just ended season three, on to season four. And basically right now it's in 22 Caribbean countries in different channels on the Northeast area. That's New York. Philadelphia, so forth and so on. And basically, I, I just wrote a book called Lights, Camera, Launch, which is basically kickstarting your professional TV show by investing in the me in team. Because people like to say they don't have I in team, but it's definitely me. Because I try to tell people when you're doing stuff like this, you tend to start by yourself. And even though everyone's going to say, oh, we could help, we could do this. When it's time to put the work down, no one wants to do it unless you pay them. And when you're starting these things, you have no money. So you have to, you're going to have to be your own producer, your director, your talent agent, your writer. And I have been all those things for the last, I would say, two and a half years. I'm starting to create my team as we speak. It's true. I started my own by myself. I had someone say, yeah, I'll do it. And he did one episode. He never actually came back. I know. No, we don't like that guy that much, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm like, well, I guess I got to do this by myself. So I did it by myself. No, but it's hard. The only good thing about sometimes starting by yourself, one, you started. But again, you st- you get to learn a lot and you have at least an understanding of different aspects of it. So when you do hire someone, when they start to do mess, you can correct them. So that's one of the 
definitely like the pros of doing some of the things yourself. That is very true. And I mean, even speaking about new media and the stuff that you do, it kind of exploded during the past few years because, well, no one could go anywhere. So it's like, let's listen to podcasts. Let's watch videos. So how do you keep your show new and interesting for people to keep on coming back, especially during the pandemic when people needed something to be entertained? So the cool thing is typically my show is actually filmed in a nice state of the art studio. So I had to change a few things, obviously, because of COVID, because the studio is still closed as we speak. It opens next year, 2022. So what I did, I have my own studio. So you can't see, but I have my lights, I have my backdrop and anything that you can do this is what people realized during COVID. Anything that was was done before, it can be done just virtually. You know, but not much for me exactly have changed, but a lot of things with my show, my show surrounds relationships and what people like about me, at least this is what I've heard, but I like this about me too. I'm authentic. What you see is what you get. One of the things I say is I say exactly what you're thinking. So I keep my show fun, it's engaging, it's entertaining. And you get to look at me. So it's a win-win situation. That's fair. I mean, can't go wrong with that. That's fair. (laughs) But do you think as an independent creator yourself that more independent creators should create their own like podcast network or TV show channel or something like that because of just the amount of opportunity that's been had for the past few years? Do you think they should start to look towards that road or should they just focus in on one show? I mean, we have so much channels now. We have Upstream, we have YouTube, we have, if you Google it, I'm sure you could find many different platforms and many of them are free. So compared to years ago when you had to get thousands of dollars to try to get a friend and someone to invest, you can do this right at your home, even if you want to do it in your bed. And I say at the end of the day, a lot of us do have things to say. It could be me having to do relationships. It could be investing. It could be create some creative side so it's just an easier and affordable way where people can definitely share whatever it is that they choose to share gotcha and then what have you actually learned from creating your own show like what pitfalls have you overcome like what things have you just learned that is the best thing to do if people are looking to do this what i have learned i have learned it's a lot of work (laughs) i (laughs) but at the same time learning is is a lot of work people gotta remember you don't just get up one day and say i want to do a podcast and even if you do it have to be something you're interested in something you love something you're passionate about because not any and everybody could do it and even if you started to be able to maintain it a lot of my stuff was done through something called public access tv that a lot of people are not aware about and that that basically is an outlet where they have so much free classes and even the classes that they do have it's affordable. I'm talking about $10, $20, $50, where you can learn so much about all the stuff that I'm doing now, even with the lighting, even with how to put on a whole show. So one of the things that I learned is definitely how many avenues there is out there that people are not aware of. And e- easier way to do things. And I like public access television because one of the things where Beside the affordability of the class, I was able to, they are on a lot of community channels. So instead of my show just being on YouTube and all those other avenues, people still have cable. So it's on so many hundreds of thousands of viewers. You never know who might watch your show and take it to the next level. So I've learned a lot of different ways to get get value for whatever I'm producing. Mm-hmm. 
And what has worked when promoting your show has doing ads on social media done it does more organic growth and just being yourself, as you always say, actually help like what has worked for you in promoting your show? Well, part of people like you also meeting people on Podmatch, which a lot of people still not aware of because it's only what celebrated a year. So basically, I'm actually highlighting Podmatch. So someone gonna hear this and say, "Oh, what's Podmatch?" and you Google it, right? And that's basically guests aligning with people who have podcasts, and you get into talk about whatever it is you're doing, whatever show you're doing, whatever you're interested in, whatever you're marketing, and it's great for your business and it's great for your brand. So I do a lot of pod match interviews like these. I always tell people, don't try to do every social media outlet. Find your niche, find your avatar, find the people exactly who your message is for and find out the platforms that's useful. For me, it's still Facebook because my age group is between like 25 and 45, typically women and Instagram also. And again, you have your, if you have your podcast or you have a TV show, utilize the clips. So I use those two platforms, this particular platforms. I am on a lot of different magazines. So same thing with doing everything on your own. You have to be your own publicist. So you have to get out there and get in front of people. And again, beside showing all the things you do on your TV show, you still have to let people know who you are because the people are interested in knowing who you are. So even if it's simple things that you're doing, get on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and express yourself. And people just naturally gravitate to people who are real. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, if you're more authentic, even with your advertising, people seem to gravitate towards that. Plus being guests on other podcasts does help. You're welcome. See, I hope you're taking notes in Brett. <laughs> I am. I'm writing mental notes and then I'll put it on paper later when, once I find paper around here. And then moving on to even podcasting and audio content, it actually has pretty much exploded the past two years, especially with drop-in, drop-out audio, Clubhouse is what I'm talking about, and then just traditional podcasts. So what do you think the future of this audio content is going to go? We, I mean, we have Facebook that just announced that they're going to eventually be doing podcasts, eventually rolling it out but not yet. And then they're going to be doing their own clubhouse. So where do you think this is going? First of all, listen, this is not like in 1960s. So now as soon as someone comes up with something, someone either takes that same thing and make it even better. It's just like what YouTube has done for videos, what Clubhouse is doing now. And I'm sure Clubhouse is still at the early beginning stages and it's definitely going to explode. Then the people that we have like Generation Z, the millennials, they're doing so much. They're going to add so much to it. So to me, that is just the beginning. Just like radio was the beginning of something, to me, this is radio in, in another level. Just like TV started, this is just on another level. Gotcha. And, I mean, do you think that like Clubhouse or something like that could also help with podcasting, give it like, a little bit extra content in that side of it, like delineate from podcasting just being like your evergreen content and being very strict show about a little produced. I mean, you want to be, you want to sound the best you can, but also clubhouse being more off the cuff and just basically, I guess, trying to build a community that way and trying to get people to listen to you through that way as well. Do you see those two types of avenues splitting off? Oh no, definitely. So to me, if you notice every, anytime something starts again, someone piggybacks off of this, just like when you look at when Instagram did with reels, they follow TikTok. You know, so is what Instagram got IGTV, they follow YouTube. So definitely, they're going to piggyback and it's going to just become something bigger and better and larger. 
and I'm going to still be here for it. Sure, you'll be here for that and whatever else comes away uh, when and whatever it decides to do. I mean, we may eventually have mixed reality TV series. <laughs> I know, exactly. I mean, the sky, is, I see it as the sky is the limit and you never know what's what's to come because back back in the day i always you go back to those examples when people talked about phones like people thought people could never fly now anything is possible yeah now we talk to our virtual assistants and sometimes they listen to us sometimes they don't <laughs> i see you have some issues with that <laughs> oh it's kind of like i want you to do this and then i say it and then i just hear nothing i'm like wait did i just say this am i Sometimes I get mixed up because we both have Alexa and Google Assistant, so I get mixed up with them a couple of times. I'm like, wait, no, that's that one. <laughs> I, I would think with everything, even technology has is good and bad. If you had the person in front of you, it's sometimes easier to be like scream and say, this paper, that paper. Everything is virtually and phones and stuff. So we make the best of whatever it is. Yeah. And do you think like independent content creators are going to be the next basically like journalists, the next talk show hosts, big talk show hosts, the next sports announcers, like they're going to take place of their traditional legacy ones? I, I say they, a lot of them already have. Even when you have shows, the typical shows like the Wendy Williams or the Ellen, they actually get, get influencers because now they call influencers that come on the show that end up doing the red carpet, that end up doing so much stuff. And a lot of time these influencers, they do things in more of a fun, relaxed way. And that's what, again, people gravitate to authenticity. So that's a, a huge deal. It's nice when you put on the jacket and you're all proper, but people want to know people are human. And a lot of those influencers on those kind of content creators tend to be human beings just doing the things that you love and you get to watch or listen to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we have this thing with podcasting and I said, talked about the future of it, but I mean, from a marketing standpoint, how do you make sure your, your brand is basically trendy or in the know or something like that? How do you keep your brand relevant in today's ever-changing world where something bad happens and then everybody forgets about you because something bad happened. But to me, it's the same thing, like anything you learn, right? If you're a doctor, certain things go out of style and you have to keep learning and growing and you have to know about your market. Sim simple thing as Instagram. One thing you taught, you know, Instagram, then they add new things and then you have to figure out how to use reels and so my thing is just keeping in the know. Knowledge is key. Actually using the knowledge you receive and just keeping yourself relevant. There's always something you can do. And JLO has reinvented herself. Even Madonna has reinvented himself. And again, they're not 25. Nope, that's true. They keep on re reinventing themselves. I'm like, oh, okay. Exactly. And networking helps too. It's according to who you hang around with. Because you might be at a certain level, like what J Lo is about 52, but they have people that look up to her. They're not starting their own right. But when they see J Lo, they're like, ah. But you know, mixing and networking, she could be hanging out with a 25 year old influencer and it's helping both of them. So you're staying relevant and continue to market yourself. Gotcha. So you need to hang out with some more people, okay? All right. I'll make sure to get more people <laughs> of all ages. I will not discriminate against anybody. <laughs> But fun question for you. If you could create your own channel, and this is with your channel or anything else, something new, what would it be? I, Mike, let me see. What would it be? I just I just like the realm of relationships because it's always fun and you could always change up. If I had to do anything new, I would just do, I might more focus on 
all the stuff that I have learned just in life, it might be strictly about like empowerment or motivation along those lines and just still make it funny and fun instead of, you know, sometimes when you hear some motivational stuff is not that much fun and it seems to be just repetitive, but just make it fun, make a, make a skit out of it, make it exciting and humorous that people would actually remember it. Mm -hmm. So what motivates you since you talk about it? Uh, first of all, I'm I'm genuinely like a happy person. So knowledge, I love to learn. Like I tell people during the pandemic, I could have gotten a PhD. So just learning new thing, just being able to take nothing and make it into something excites me and make it fun. And being able to take that and actually share it with someone and see someone blossom and go forward with it. To me, that's the excitement. I, I just keep doing that. Because, you know, sometimes you're in a job and someone doesn't want to train the other person because they think that person's going to take their job. And I'm like, I could never feel that way because if you continue to learn, learn and grow, you're going to be going to the next level. And yes, that person should take your job because you're moving on to doing bigger and better things. So just people growing and learning is definitely something that motivates me and I get to motivate others. All right. Thanks you for sharing your knowledge on PR 360. But do you have any final thoughts for us? <laughs> okay. I always tell people, so two thoughts. One size doesn't fit all because someone could give you some kind of information and it could be like, oh, ah, but I always tell people don't shut your brain down because sometimes people look up to certain people, even if it's on Oprah, you can listen to what she has to say, but it have many other people that have done the same thing or wrong the same thing and it, they still can get to the same destination. So use your brain and pick and choose whatever you agree with or you personally could make sense of and make your own path and get there just doing it your particular way. So that's definitely something I always tell people. And keep yourself motivation. Motivation, as they say, Zig Ziglar always says, it's just like bathing. You have to do it every day. Otherwise, after a while, you're going to start to smell. So with that said, read the books, listen to the audio, hang around the right people. Just be conscious of the things that go in your subconscious because people take these things for granted. It's a simple thing as you having a bad day. It's honestly a choice because I could have a bad day today, but I choose to have a good day. All right. Thank you for sharing your knowledge about this <laughs> and your motivation at the same time. You're very welcome. <laughs> and thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings and let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe, keep motivated, as well as bathing, and see you next week. Later. <laughs>